Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Women Need to Feel Heard and Understood. Well, I've got an email today from a woman, and she writes in because the guy she's been dating for about two months, they've been exclusive, and I think they've been together about four months total. Apparently, he's real big into my work, follows my videos, and seems to apply a lot of the things that I teach. But there are some sticking points and at times he doesn't make her feel heard and understood. He seems to lack empathy and often comes off as a cold fish. Now both of them are in therapy because they're each working on their own issues which I think is great. Therapists and psychologists and counselors, they can be really amazing if you have those kinds of things that they can help you with. And obviously because I coach people all over the world so depending on where you are, you call them therapists, you call them a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor, a therapist, there's marriage therapists. Again, it depends on the country that you live in and what form they are. But they can be definitely beneficial if you get a really good one. And I coach a lot of therapists and psychologists and counselors all over the world. And I think it's great that they can take the stuff that I teach regarding life coaching and incorporate that into their therapy and their mental health practice. So I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and then we're going to go through her email because she's basically wants to know what can I do to get through to him and explain to him so he can understand what I need to feel loved, loved and supported, heard and understood. And as I've said before, when a woman feels heard and understood, the legs open. And when she doesn't, the legs close. So let's go through the quote. The quote says, men tend to naturally use logic and reason as their baseline form of communication. Women tend to naturally use emotions, relational stories, examples, feelings, and sharing as their baseline form of communication. The average woman typically says about 8,000 words per day, whereas the average man says about 2,000 words per day. Men often make the mistake of trying to use logic and reason to try and solve what they perceive as a woman's problems when all women really want is for men to listen, hear, and understand them. A man would be much better off if he would ask his woman whether she is seeking his advice or if she just wants him to listen instead of making assumptions. Women tend to solve their problems by the process of talking about them. Men tend to go to their man cave to contemplate, reflect, and then decide which course of action is best when they have a problem to solve. A woman would be much better off asking if her man simply needs time alone in his man cave to contemplate instead of assuming that he needs to talk and share what's troubling him. In the same way that women tend to get pissed off when a guy tries to solve her problems instead of listening, guys tend to get pissed off when they just want to be alone and contemplate and solve their problems in their man cave. And women are trying to get them to talk and open up about it. And if men and women understood the differences in how they each communicate, they'd be better able to communicate in each other's language and be able to get through, to come to a meeting of the minds, if you will. 
So let's go through her email. She says, hi, Coach Wayne. I hope you can help my boyfriend of two months and myself. I am 35 and he is 44. We met through a dating site and were kind of friends with benefits a couple of months before we officially started going out. Notice what she says next. I was not attracted to him initially. But, but, found him smart and interesting with lots in common. And I believe this is what helped us grow close with no pressure. Well, it definitely sounds like he focused on creating a fun-filled romantic opportunity for sex to happen. And the relationship became your idea over time. Because remember, in the beginning, she's like, I really wasn't that attracted to him. In other words, on a scale of 1 to 10, he was about a 5, attractiveness-wise. In other words, she probably looked at him and was like, eh, he's okay. I guess he's kind of cute. Yeah, I guess I go out with him. And went from that to let's be in a relationship. That's why you can't rush this stuff. It's like so many guys start dating a woman and they're thinking marriage, commitment on the first date. And you have situations like this where women are like, eh, let's just see what happens. And over time, because they take measured steps, setting one date per week, it's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose, whose feelings are unclear. The feelings grow on their own just by simply one date per week and it escalates once the woman starts reaching out. And then the guy just sets dates from that point forward. It makes it so easy. And you can see she felt no pressure to be in a relationship. They casually dated for about two months, hanging out, having fun and hooking up and went from a casual friends with benefits kind of because that's how all relationships start they start as a casual affair and it sounds like he did everything right in the beginning and she decided to make it official he had been following the advice of your coaching videos and made it clear he liked me without chasing me so however much I tried to friend zone him in time, I started to fall for him with a big exclamation point. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. How many times you heard me say in videos, you can set your fucking watch to it, dude. Here's a woman confirming the thing, another woman confirming the things that I teach. It's like just totally gets all the bullshit out of the way and lets you see the matrix for what it really is. And when men and women have a better understanding of that, it makes things so much easier. Because life is fucking hard enough without trying to figure each other out. I have recently started watching your videos too in order to try and understand and shed light on things and appreciate the no bullshit attitude. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. She says it all started getting tempestuous not long after we properly got together interesting what do you think changed people started caring more so what happened what does that tell me right there off the bat that sends when you really started to care you had expectations they weren't getting met and that upset you 
and therefore you wanted reality to be different than it is, so therefore you suffered. That is right out of Buddhism and Zen. When we don't accept reality as it is, we suffer. That's like being pissed off that the moon rotates around the earth or that the sun or the earth rotates around the sun. Getting pissed off about that, what can you do? Or getting pissed that the waves wash up on the shore and they make a noise when the waves crash on the shore. Who are you going to complain to? How can you do anything about that? Or being pissed off that it's raining. What can you do about that? Or being pissed off that it's too hot out. If you're upset about that, you're going to suffer. When people don't meet your expectations, you're going to suffer. I have insecurity issues and I am seeking counseling for it and he is in therapy also. Awesome. I need a fair amount of reassurance and I am an extremely emotional person even more now that this relationship is triggering feelings of insecurity and rejection which are deep-seated. So obviously your therapist can really help you with that. But from a life coaching perspective, it's really – remember, people will behave consistently with who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. And so when you feel insecure, it's like deep down, you don't think you're worthy. You don't think you're good enough. And because you really care about this guy, your emotions are engaged, you have something to lose. But before when it was just a casual affair, no emotions involved, you could have taken it or leaving it. You had nothing really to lose. There wasn't much emotional capital invested on your part. But now that there is, you really value him being in your life and so now you fear losing him. Remember, human beings have two primary fears. Fear that we're not enough. In other words, fear that we don't have what it takes. And fear that we won't be loved and accepted by our friends, family, or peer group, or in this case, the man who she wants to be loved by. And these are just natural fears. All of us have them. But the degree is different based upon our life experiences obviously in this in your case maybe things happen in childhood obviously your therapist can help you with all that and but the bottom line is you made some choices and some associations and assigned some meanings to the things that happen in your life at some point and therefore you probably have a difficult time trusting men trusting that men are going to be loyal that they're going to stick around that they're going to love you and you want to be loved but at the end of the day, I mean, when you think about it, I'm sure you've probably been out with enough guys in your life to where you've seen guys go out and totally come unglued after one or two dates and start behaving like they're in a relationship and they become needy, they become clingy and it just makes you go, oh, and it makes you want to run from them. They become creepy, kind of stalkerish and it kind of freaks you out. So more than likely you've seen enough guys behave that way. So think about it from the perspective of now that you really care about this guy, what happens if you start exhibiting the same kinds of behaviors that all these other guys that you blew off in the past do? What do you think that will do to his attraction to you? Remember, you must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. That's the key here. 
Let him come and go. Dating is like a game of tennis. Be patient and wait for him to return your calls. You have to give the other person the space and the time to reciprocate without trying to force things. He admits he finds it hard to say, I love you, and only started saying it when he had to. I know for me personally, when you, I grew up in an environment, I never heard the words I love you, ever. Just never heard that from anybody in my family. I think the first time I, I was probably 18, I think it was 19 years old. It was my freshman year in college during spring break and I was over at a friend's house and we were going to go hang out. There was something going on. A bunch of high school buddies and were home for college and we were all getting together to hang out and I picked one of my buddies up and as you know, as we were walking out, he's like, bye mom, bye dad. And they're like, we love you, we love you. I was like, what was that? <laughs> it was the most foreign thing I'd ever heard in my life. So it wasn't until my early 30s that I really became comfortable saying that, saying that to my girlfriend. It felt weird. It felt just so foreign. I'd never said it before in my life hardly. It was just bizarre. So it took some getting used to. But the good news is he's probably going through something similar. Because it's like I remember when I would say it and I would get like goosebumps. I get like that cold sweat. Kind of almost like when you do something you're not supposed to when you're a kid. It's like I was literally emotionally conditioned to think and be that way. Think, I mean, saying I love you was something that was so foreign. But at least he's saying it, so that's a good sign. You have to be patient. You have to be patient with them. And I had a girlfriend at the time. She was really patient with me. He likes to do things for me and with me, whereas I need to hear the words, you know, you should definitely read the book by Gary Chapman. It's a really short, I think it's like 100 pages, called The Five Love Languages. So, because his, because like in my family, the love language was gift giving. When you bought gifts for somebody, that meant you cared. And so, if you're a gift giver and you're dating someone like her, where she needs to hear it, and they give gifts, and they're thinking, and then you don't say thanks for the gift and you don't buy them a gift. They think you don't care. Even though you could say if you're dating a gift giver and you're a verbal verbal love language person and you tell them I love you, I love you, I love you but you never buy them a gift, they're going to feel like you don't care because you don't buy gifts. That's their love language. So that, that would be a great book for you to read as well to better understand that. So it's important you say, you know what? My love language is just verbal I love yous and I would really appreciate it. it would really mean a lot and I know your gift your language is gift giving or whatever or maybe it's affection or whatever it happens to be and I appreciate that and I love you for that but I really need to hear I love you it's just my love language it's just you know it's just like breathing to me I gotta have it gotta have it it's like chocolate I gotta have it he is softening slightly and saying nice things more spontaneously without prompting. Just be sweet about it. Don't ever be a fucking bitch about it, but be sweet and thank him for it. Say thank you so much for that. He also has trouble with affection due to a troubled childhood. That was definitely something I struggled with as well when I was younger. But like what really changed me was a day, the girlfriend that I had when I was in my uh, early 30s who had a little little daughter, she was like – I was like a jungle gym, man. It's like I'd sit down somewhere and she's fucking sitting in my lap wanting to talk. 
where we went somewhere, she wanted to hold hands. When her mother and I would walk, she'd want to be in, in between both of us holding her hands so we could swing her back and forth like a swing set. And it's like when you have this little monkey that just wants to be held and wants to hug you and say I love you all the time and sit in your lap and cuddle with you and I, I would wake up in the mornings when they would stay over. I'd have her mother on one side drooling all over me and she'd be laying on top of me drooling all over me. And it was Those are such precious memories. And when you date somebody that's got kids and the kids love you like their own parent, it's like it totally opens your heart. It totally makes your heart flower. It's like they both, they, her and her daughter and all her nieces and nephews and her family completely fucking changed my life. I got to see what a really healthy, loving family was like. It was a fucking tremendous gift. But he says he's finding it easier with me. And I'm finding him very much a cold fish some of the time and thought – and though he says I need to tell him when I need affection and talk to him and not blow up later by text, when I do try and admit my fears or talk openly with him, he obviously finds it uncomfortable. Like I remember when I was younger. Like I remember this like when I was with my ex-wife because my dad, when my mother would talk about something, she's upset. He would sit there and do this. You just get this weird grin on his face. I remember I used to do – my wife would talk about – anything that was uncomfortable, I'd just go – it was almost laughing. It was just kind of like a feeling of being paralyzed. Like, it's like I didn't know how to – I didn't know how to process that because I would never learned that. I didn't see that. Those kinds of things never happened in my household or anybody in my family. So I had to learn all that stuff on my own. He trivializes my feelings, lacks empathy. Well, you should tell him because if, if he pays attention to what I teach, you should definitely rewatch the video, How to Communicate with Women Effectively. He, you guys also should review my book together, the, the, the Ten Disciplines of Love, which is towards the back of the book. You both should definitely read that. So what does this tell me? He probably hasn't read the fucking book 10 to 15 times. That's what it tells me. So what the fuck, dude? Now I'm speaking to your, your boyfriend right now. Read the fucking book 10 to 15 times, dude. This is like where you really need the relationship skills that are in the back of the book. Because it sounds like he got the pickup skills and the dating skills down pretty good. But now you're into the difficult stuff. The relationship, the communication skills. And he's still got a knowledge gap. So you should say, we should study the book together. Sounds like a great date night. Studying Corey Wayne's book, bottle of wine or coffee and tea if you're not drinkers. And talk about the 10 disciplines of love. Remember, the whole purpose of all relationships is you go there to give. You're there to meet each other's needs, to help each other grow and become more. And he obviously cares, but he just needs to do a better job. So remember, when you're talking to a guy, the key is not to make him feel like a failure. You can't do anything right. You never listen to me. You're a terrible boyfriend. Don't say things like that. Honey, I would really appreciate it if you would just ask me about my feelings and say, what else, honey? Tell me more. Don't leave anything out. And maybe every couple of minutes you say, so when I did this or I said that, it really hurt your feelings and made you feel whatever happens to be. Okay, what else, baby? Tell me more. 
your boyfriend definitely needs to review the relationship piece in the back of the book. And if you read it, that would help you better understand it and yourself as well and you could better explain to him what you need. But remember, when, when you're happy, we take credit for it and we feel successful. But when you're unhappy, we feel like a fucking failure. And when it comes to men, if a woman is constantly making us feel like a failure and no matter what we do, we don't feel like we can do anything right, the men start to withdraw. And eventually we just give up and we're like, fuck it, I can't make her happy. No matter what I do, it's not good enough because all she do, does is try to make me feel like a fucking failure. And I've dated women that are like that and you just can't get through to them and it sucks. But some people are just like that. But it's good because both of you are in therapy. He's studying my work. You're now studying my work. So that tells me that both of you are open to this and you both want to make it. You're both making a mutual effort. That is a great thing. And you should both pat yourselves on the back. Because most people, they don't have that chance. He lacks empathy and then changes the subject. Well, tell him to quit changing the fucking subject. Until he hears, ah, I'm so glad we talked, honey. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And he should know that because I talk about that in my book. And I also talk about it in the video that I did, How to Communicate with Women Effectively. He ain't waiting for that moment. He's like, oh, time to go. Hey, how about them Yankees? Mm -mm -mm. This, of course, makes me feel like shit, like he doesn't care. And so I shut down emotionally. Remember what I said about women feeling hurt and understood the legs open. And when they don't feel heard and understood because he's not taking the time to listen to her properly like I teach in the book, the legs are closing and she shuts down. He admits he can seem detached but insists he has always been like this. If you keep doing what you've always done, dude, you will continue to get what you have always got. The definition of insanity is doing the same shit over and over again expecting a different result. So. He's always been like this. That's not an excuse. That's a fucking weak, weak ass fucking move. You could tell him I said that. Tell him to quit fucking bitching out and be a fucking man and review the principles in the book and watch the video how to communicate with women effectively. And he doesn't mean anything by it. Yeah, but the bottom line is he's still hurting your feelings because he makes you feel like he doesn't care because he simply is not willing to take the time and use all the resources that are at his disposal in my book and in my videos, especially the one how to communicate with women effectively. There's a reason that video is listed on the essential fundamentals on my YouTube channel. It's critical. If guys don't know that, they will their long-term relationship will, won't be long-term. It'll last a few months and that'll be it. How do we get out of this cycle of me blowing up because my emotions are out of control and because I feel I can't talk to him about it safely? Well, your therapist can definitely help you with that. Because think about it this way. It's like what you resist persists and so you're not diffusing that emotional bomb, if you will, because he's not communicating with you effectively. So it has to happen somewhere. It has to happen with your girlfriends. Or your therapist you it's same thing like when vets come back and they got ptsd and it's like how do you tell people about the little kid that you saw 
the little eight-year-old that had a suicide bomb vest on and you had to blow his head off. How do you talk about shit like that? How do you come home and tell your mother about that? How do you come home and, and tell your wife about that when you've got little kids that were the same age? How do, you, how, do you, how do you tell them about the time when your friend was next to you and his head got blown off and his brains went all over your face and someone went in your mouth and your ears and your eyes and because you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you had to walk around with his flesh basically rotting on your body for a couple of days and you fucking stunk like a dead body. How do you explain that to somebody? If you hold that shit in, it can destroy you. You have to talk about those things. It's just like the pressure relief valve on a water heater. You got to talk about it. So obviously, you got to think, you got to exercise some emotional self-control instead of blowing your top at them. Remember, no one will ever do or say anything that isn't a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves in a moment. So communicate what's inside you with him, but do not project it onto him. Because projecting it onto him is dysfunctional and that's more than likely you learned that growing up. Probably that's how your family communicates. They yell and scream and shout at each other. That's how my family was. That's how I used to be when I was younger. And I learned that that shit doesn't work too well. So you exercise emotional self-control and say, baby, I've got some things in me that are really bother me and I'm really torn up inside and I would really appreciate it. If you could just listen and kind of take me through it and help me talk about it so I feel better. Because at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with him. It really has to do with what's inside you. But he needs to be able, as your man, he needs to be able to facilitate you talking about these things and opening up about these things. I'm extremely busy, same as him. I run a business from home. And I have my young daughter for half the week. I also have an active social life. We live five minutes across town from each other, but I often feel lonely with him as if we're a million miles apart because he rarely checks in and doesn't always respond to messages. Does he not respond to messages or do you just become impatient because he doesn't reply in the manner that you expect? Remember, dating is like a game of tennis. So when you haven't heard from him, wait to hear from him. Let him hit the ball back over. And as far as checking in, say, you know what? I would really appreciate it. It would mean the world to me, honey. If maybe just once a week you would surprise me with a text or a phone message or even a card that just comes in the mail or something I find in the visor of my car that just says, hey, baby, I love you, thinking about you. Just want hope you have a great day. Surprise you with something like that once a week if you need that. One time, once per week, and that way, and say, don't do it at the same time every week. Just surprise me with just a little something. It could be a little smiley face that says I love you. Hidden someplace in my medicine cabinet where I won't find it till the next day or whatever. How do we meet in the middle when he struggles with emotions but is trying and I'm feeling isolated from him? We are both highly sensitive people in our own ways and adore each other. Well, if you focus on those things, if you focus on especially like the 10 disciplines of love that are in the book and review those together, it's a great date night idea where you can talk and just remind him that when you feel like you're heard and understood, you usually will do something along these lines. 
I feel so much better, honey. I'm so glad we talked. I feel so close to you. And then have some really fucking phenomenal sex or lovemaking session in your case. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session with yours truly. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.